Hello everyone and welcome to episode. Today we have a very interesting topic which we think all of you should be interested in the enterprise and the topic is outsourcing or uh, contracting. There's so many terms used uh, within the industry. It sometimes is difficult to figure out which is outsourcing, which is contracting. And these are the things we will talk about. And today we have, of course, Kumaran, who is the chief mentor and CTO for Tiny Magic. Uh, we have Venkat, who is the CTO for Aqua Connect. We have Raja, who is a entrepreneur and an architect and uh, so many things which uh, he plays so many hats uh, farmer uh, farmer right so <laughs> so he, he's a multi-talented personality and we have Nataraj who is an architect with uh, with Cognizant right. so Kumaran what do you think what 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 should the enterprise be you see outsourcing is not a new thing right see the whole market in india is grown out of this concept of outsourcing from the from the y2k phenomena right we remember all of us some of us at least remember the y2k phenomena uh, which brought the whole software revolution in in, in in india right and that outsourcing flows from there and now we are in a situation where there are so many companies within within india even it companies and non it companies who need these services and the services are not that easily available uh, in sometimes you don't need the service for that long right and that's that's one of the reason for outsourcing so what what are the things which come to your mind when you think outsourcing i think firstly this outsourcing is not a one episode thing probably we can do a 10 part series around that because it has so many facets to that right uh, so i think let's just understand what outsourcing actually means right mm -hmm. i think uh one how i look at it is if i'm going to get 10 people on contract okay i'm uh now whether they sit inside my office or outside my office okay it's like let's say body shopping kind of a thing mm -hmm. i wouldn't consider that as outsourcing I mean, okay, so to be specific, yes, it is outsourcing technically, mm -hmm. but if you double click on that, am I outsourcing technical work? No, I'm not outsourcing technical work. Mm -hmm. What I'm outsourcing is the HR processes behind that. Right. Managing their provident, managing their assessment, appraisal, background check. This is what I have up to. So within that, if I look at it, I'm outsourcing the HR capability of a team. Right. But in most of the cases, that whoever, let's say I get 10 guys on contract and I'm calling, I'm outsourcing my work, whether they sit inside my company or outsource my company, that time I am still managing it. Right. Right. What they do, I am still managing it. Their quality of work, I am still managing it which means I haven't really outsourced anything from a development perspective. The project manager's work has not come down. The architect's work has not come down. Mm -hmm. They have really not outsourced anything. Mm -hmm. Yes, instead of one developer on my payroll, I got nobody else. So from and when I look at it from an architect's perspective or a project manager's perspective, my life has not changed because I'm outsourcing. Yes, mm -hmm. the HR manager's job has changed. The CFO's life has changed. But as an architect and a PM or an IT manager, my life has not changed. Mm 
in fact it's become a little more complicated now previously i had more control over this person now i have lesser control mm -hmm. okay right. and i cannot assume a lot of things like previously i could say you know if i have a contract for 2 months after 2 months who is going to take care of that work i have to think about that also so it's actually lot of things has increased for me when i do outsourcing mm -hmm. so i think that's the first point that i would mm -hmm. like to make regarding that uh so, so body real, shopping in your view is not real outsourcing so it's not from yes. a project manager or an architect or a tech leads perspective mm -hmm. okay we can just mm -hmm. others can yeah. chime in yeah so uh, venkat what do you what do you think what do you think uh, in your scenario uh outsourcing would mean what is the kind of outsourcing you do in your organization today actually um i got a request to do a outsource so uh for a kumaran has briefly explained what is outsourcing like i'm not uh, going to that point mm -hmm. and i i'll tell you from my point of view whenever you are getting some request uh we need to do outsourcing first you need to think do you need outsource Mm -hmm. we need to understand uh, your perspective because um i'll tell you the uh, live example and i have planned a project to deliver uh, for a two months and my ceo uh, comes and asking me i need this project in a deliverable in one month is is cutting out 50% of time mm -hmm. so now uh, i'm just thinking okay i planned for two months so it is not something like i planned for the 100 days project mm -hmm. uh, uh under man powers so mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that if you give the under people i cannot done it in one day mm -hmm. right that that planning used to be splitted accordingly whether i can put more people whether it, it can be done or not so one point i wanted to make here is that okay um first of all i uh, there are many unknowns you need to be analyzed before accepting anything mm -hmm. that's what i am trying to understand see okay. for example mm -hmm. so it uh, i'm just uh, i don't know like i am telling you the layman's perspective mm -hmm. like not in the architecture see, perspective all of us all of us are yeah, this is all, what all of us are layman when it comes to employees right so because we are not all okay. hr people none of us are hr people so so our perspective is always going to be how it applies yeah. to technology mm -hmm. so so uh, now um, i'm just i'm just thinking so okay you want 30 days i'll give you 30 days and now i'm um, planning it in 30 days what is the mvp which mm -hmm. you can use it for your uh, ground team uh, ultimately the the application which you are giving to me it is it's supposed to be usable for someone right so i am uh, then uh, i am arguing with my my ceo okay if you want 30 uh, i mean 30 days deliverable and take this um, the the good to have features i will deliver it with the must have features mm -hmm. go with the um, the team This yeah. so, so you are avoiding yeah. this way you are avoiding the need I'll, for outsourcing as much as as much as possible i will try to avoid mm -hmm. and uh, when maybe when i think on that we, point right yeah. what is yes. your resistance to outsourcing what is the yeah. problem like take three more developers what is the okay. problem that comes to your mind that hey oh. getting two freelancers is not going to help me what are those mm -hmm. problems okay 
the one problem my understand is we are working on in the uh, different uh, design pattern and i don't know uh, uh, how um, i don't know uh, about his capabilities like uh, right. how you would be accommodative so uh, he he is not come and uh, add um, some line of code from my capacity uh, uh, <laughs> right until unless he understood the design pattern what is the uh, Uh, where each model should uh, sit so the integration how to integration yeah, the integration team. part it, for for him at least it will take two weeks to learn to to come uh, to align with the team okay but deliverables in one one month <laughs> i cannot i cannot train him in 15 days and and get it delivered by uh, one okay, month okay so right? maybe to be specific it's not exactly training but mm. orient Right. Yes. Yeah. Orient. Okay. So yes. you have even have if you. I have a different view here. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Just one one second. I'll just make clarify whatever. So basically, even if it is let's say one framework, whether it is .NET or anything, that guy is excellent in that. But then you would have a different way of design and implementation mm. for him to understand. This is the philosophy we are taking in our project, and this is how we need to develop our classes or interface. to convey that itself there is roughly around 2 weeks it takes which means 2 weeks is really not a productive time for the person coming in right so i think that is a resistance how do i orient them to my context right that context switch takes that time i think that's the point venkat is trying to right. yes. make yeah yeah exactly okay raja go ahead yeah so so the, the point about uh, the uh, the time reduction right this is a typical project management issue it's not an outsourcing issue actually so even within the company this is might happen right so uh, let's not confuse between uh, the outsourcing and the project management issue right so let's keep that apart right uh, from from an outsourcing perspective right because i'm one of the beneficiary of outsourcing you know the jobs and the entrepreneurship everything falls that into that right uh, and if you look at the three three types of outsourcing the company tends to do right because i'm part of the outsourcing company who took the work from uh, mm. the big companies and also mm. part of the big companies who give outsourcing to the uh, service companies right mm. so i i see three things one is uh, if there is a dollar arbitrage right is there is a cost reduction that we can achieve first thing second thing is there a scalability right if i want to do something pretty quickly with the resource which i don't have i want to develop something which i don't have right so second thing third thing is a specific skill set okay these are the three three perspective the company will view it right but where the company successfully outsourced or failure in outsourcing is about what is their strength and where they can outsource right that mapping is the key parameter that most of the companies misses completely right and i completely align with uh, kumar in terms of uh, hiring a resource either a freelancer or it's just a contracting let's not call that as outsourcing mm -hmm. it's just like extending your team right mm -hmm. so but outsourcing is about a specific phenomena i i thought the, the evolution of outsourcing now is actually saas mm -hmm. currently i don't want to have i outsource my it department i want this operations to be done yeah. through a software right and that's the evolution of that right? i think that's so, it i think this is pause for a second i think that's a great point that you made any saas is hmm. actually <coughs> technology capability outsourced we don't realize yes. it but that's actually outsourcing great point raja yeah yes. absolutely right. yes. so i think it's a great boon for the business guys because if they really identify what they have their strengths are their weaknesses are and try to 
break that weaknesses by getting the outsourced company to to achieve the business goals that's the mapping that business guys have to do raj i have a question for you so you said that this is the place where a lot of organization miss out right you have any sort of an example where you have seen that there is a wrong kind of outsourcing being done where they did not realize what they were doing do you have any sort of a uh, counter example lots, lots and lots okay uh, i i even in the startup world right most of the accelerator programs uh, that runs in uh, the startup communities in france or canada where i'm part of and i'm part of uh, the technology company when i was work, uh, from my i was supporting them as a technology partner right mm -hmm. they just have an idea but in in canada or france there is a government funding that happens if you have an idea mm -hmm. right but they don't have anybody to uh, support them in terms of technology so they were looking for the partners right and that idea validation and getting that into technology support is one of the streams or revenue generation that we make from our service company mm -hmm. okay uh, and it, while we do that, we really have to sit with the uh, CEO of the company or the founder of the company, really understand where their strengths are, what they can. Because if you look at top level, right, there are four things. One is, uh, you know, the technology piece of it. Other one is actually the strategy and vision. Third one is operations. Fourth one is marketing and sales. I put these three pillars to them, four pillars to them, and ask them where you really fit. In, mm -hmm. Right? There could be technology founders itself actually, but they don't know how the Put, put a strategy in place, how to sell it, how to create a story out of this, right? So those kind of things, right? The second one is they don't know how to do the operations, right? So where exactly they lag, right? And try to figure it out where exactly they can get an outsourcing company to help them, right? So, and most of the companies misses this. Most mm -hmm. misses this. I'm not talking only from a startup perspective, even for uh, the bigger companies. For mm -hmm. example, this is a pretty pretty cool period, right? I because think, of those Raja, so much let, let yeah. me again say again you make a very great point and i sure we want to capture that right so you actually split it very nicely there is a vision any company which wants to outsource work they have a vision and a strategy which needs to be implemented then there is operations which is going to or let's say the next one is actually the technology it's a development mm -hmm. third is the operation and fourth is going to be the sales and marketing and i think they have to be very clear of the four pillars which pillar are they want to outsource exactly. i think it's very important for the outsourcing company to be clear in their minds what function capability they want to outsource it's a very good starting point go ahead Raja. yes that's how i approach because uh, the clients and try to see where exactly you want help and we try to provide that help so that's the way we approach outsourcing actually and it's a great phenomena coming up with the SaaS model and the technology automation in place. I think the whole revolution of uh, cloud is also kind of outsourcing. That's what I I see it. Right. So uh, Nishant, quick context. We are talking about how can we effectively outsource work or is it relevant or how it is possible in the enterprise space? So Raja, anytime you need to leave, you, you go ahead, you can leave. We yeah. wanted to get your ideas in before you had to uh, sure. leave. So thank, thank you for you. that. Maybe Raja, you can actually share one thing, right? Uh, there's a good, bad and ugly, right? Mm -hmm. um, maybe before you drop, I think you've worked on both the sides, right? So maybe you can give one instance as a person who you outsourced, what went wrong? 
right? Uh -huh. And when you got work outsourced to you, what went wrong? Maybe these two things, if you can share, I think that would be uh -huh. really useful. Sure. So, um, the companies that, uh, I, I talk from a service company who get the projects, right? So mm -hmm. the biggest problem in that is the vision is not passed on to the company. They just give a module or they just give a small perspective of what they were doing, right? Unless the team is aware of the end-to-end -end picture, it won't fit into the whole game, right? And and that's true with even within the company, right? CEO has a mm -hmm. vision, yeah, but yeah. how to pass it on to everybody within the team, right? And if it's outsourcing, it's furthermore difficult right so that vision statement or the goal is not passed on to the outsourcing they just put it as a brd that's a big problem i see how to map the brd to the goals is what we have to work and that's what my first 10 years i figured it out that it has to be goal based it's not brd based and i I'm, ironically the outsourced guy gets the fall for it that is the biggest problem exactly. this is you know outsourcing is bad because they didn't do this right they didn't do that right and the blame actually shifts on the outsourced partner rather than the one who actually handed off that work. Very good point. I think that kind of, yeah, okay. Yeah, the second part of it, right? Uh, yeah. when, uh, when I was outsourcing to the service companies, right? Mm. Uh, I, I put this vision and everything, right? But the, the, the service companies already got some back and they want to sell. <laughs> right? And try to get that away, right? That was the biggest problem for me. Just, just erase everything from your plate i have something please look at my thing don't give me something which i don't want right so getting uh, that getting that garbage out of the whole conversation itself is very difficult it will take at least 10 sittings to get the garbage out mm, Think, oh, okay this guy is okay. stubborn so we cannot do anything so let's talk about business right it takes 10 meetings to do that okay uh, and that's exactly what i don't want to do it in part of my entrepreneurship when i was doing a service right <laughs> so i i just listen and listen and listen for two to three meetings just to understand and put this four pillars where do you want help <laughs> right? that's how i, I go for that. i think it's kind of uh it's actually a drill, drill down or a much more sophistication of what venkat just said right context yes. context yeah. of outsourcing both to the provider and to the consumer right i think Great points, Raja. Yeah. And and I think what what one Raja what what Raja mentioned was the kind of relationship you have with the outsourcer, right? Which is, with if you share the vision, you are looking for partnership, right? You are not looking for a job just which is probably you don't you don't want somebody to understand. You just want thing A to be moved to thing place B, and that's it. And that is the kind of outsourcing you're looking for. Right, which is different from what Raja explained. Says you want them to have a stake in your vision, right? So the success has to be defined on achieving that vision rather than completing that point A to point B task. I think that's a, actually now it gives me a little more clarity of thought and that as I'm just listening to this, right? Now again, when I'm talking about outsourcing, I as a guy who is uh, consuming it, right? consuming an outsource, I have to be clear in my mind, is it a long-term outsourcing or is it a short-term thing which I'm looking at, right? And I think that's very important. This is, we're getting even more detail. Assuming I'm trying to do outsourcing, mm -hmm. is it going to be long-term or if it's short-term? Mm -hmm. If it is long-term, then I have to invest that amount of time, right? Like as Raja said, it's, whether it is two weeks or three weeks, you would have to invest that time. And for somebody who you just want to use on a short time basis and just let go, 
then we have to decide whether do I have to really do that investment. Now, I might take a company, spend the two weeks of investment. I will get only two weeks of work done. But I will say, guys, when I want, I will come to you next. Do I have the confidence that that company will still be there? Two months later, I'll say, you know, come and do something for me. Will they be there? So that is one thing, right? The other one is basically, I'll say, you know, I just want them a point in time fix. I don't need them to understand that. That is also another piece of work which we could do. But for that, I have to do some additional work. So in that case, I have to see how can I get it done by removing. They don't need any contextual information. How can I, um, like in software world, right? How do I develop interfaces for the work that I'm doing? And I'm not talking about software interface. Right, right. So I think there's very good examples and parallels to what you just said, right? For things which are very well understood where these quote unquote interfaces are well-defined and the outcomes are well understood, it is very easy to outsource. For example, nobody thinks twice about outsourcing their food service, right? Mm. Outsourcing food service is a no-brainer for anybody. We cannot hire cooks and do everything ourselves. We know this is a standard way of, of doing it. Everybody knows how it's, it is I done. I think it, yeah. to be specific, right? It is like every time you order on Swiggy, you have just outsourced. You are outsourcing, cookies. exactly. Yeah. You see, again, Swiggy is also an intermediary in some place, right? There, there is a restaurant and all we are outsourcing is the delivery, right? And of course, they are putting all the other things around it to enable you to... Swiggy, your, we can call it as yeah. a facade pattern, right? Yes, it's a facade pattern. It is, it's basically hiding the restaurant behind it. Yeah, correct. <laughs> right? So, so that's, that's, I think, a, a, a good example. So let's, let's listen to Nataraj if he has uh, his, uh, any, any views around how he has seen outsourcing Success, work. Success, failure work. with outsourcing. Nishant. Yeah. Uh, Nataraj, I think I'll, let's go with Nataraj first. Then yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, hi. So, uh, yeah, in standard charter, right, we have done some couple of outsourcing as a resource. Okay. Mm -hmm. so the challenge, uh, what we have faced is, right, the outsourced resource, okay, are not actually, you know, up to the mark of, you know, what uh, the employee actually delivers. Okay. So, mm -hmm. for example, right, uh, so we actually used to work like, you know, 12 hours. Okay, so, uh, but if it is an outsourced employee, right, they come in on time and they try to go out on time. Okay, they say, no, that's how we are getting built. Okay, eight hours is the time which we can spend. So that is something which I have noticed. Okay. okay. The other side, right, outside the IT, okay, if you look at outsourcing, I'm just thinking about this uh, whole uh, thing like, you know, auto, Evola, all of those sites. Uh, aren't the... Uh, those are also will categorize as an outsource. Just trying to understand that. Yeah, because you see, that, that's a that's a standard service, right? So I, I think probably we need to uh, uh, maybe narrow down the definition a little bit because anything can be outsourcing. Any service which you buy buy can be considered an outsourcing. But uh, uh, the context we probably should focus on is uh, within an within an enterprise IT organization, right? Okay. When you when you look at outsourcing work, which is expected to be an output of that enterprise IT organization, right? That is that is where we are focusing on. But See, we can take examples like I, that. I think Nataraj, we would have had this discussion about capabilities, right? Any capability can be outsourced if it is defined well. So a maid who comes to our 
house to do the cleaning of utensils and vessels that would be true outsourcing if the person in the house doesn't do a quality check okay. of whether it is done or something like that right housekeeping services like in corporate companies which is actually true outsourcing but in lot of houses the we do a check on first you do this second you do this third you do this kind of a thing then it is like a contracting kind of a thing so you are correct in telling when i get into a cab i am not thinking whether he is driving right or things like that right so it is that management piece and the nitty gritties of how the capability is getting executed if i am switching off from that then that is a high quality outsourcing but if i'm going to look at the nitty gritties of execution then it is more like i have contracted the hr aspect of it but then still the other things is still within me okay so uh, nishant uh, what is your uh, take on outsourcing experience with experience. have you had experiences outsourcing in your thing so far whether as consumer or as a provider in in my experience uh, that's what i was thinking like outsourcing mainly mainly happened in a different way like uh, as you know since we are building a product and when whenever we we had a say big implementation and and our capacity is not enough to do this entire thing within the timeline what kind of outsourcing actually so far we have tried out is outsourcing a part of the interface or or a completely a, a new interface to a different team a, like a product based service team within the organization ah okay okay got it so 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 i am uh, my doubt is whether that is inner sourcing or outsourcing that's what my a great okay <laughs> actually yes inner sourcing is also outsourcing only but the concept is pretty yeah. much the same i think the only context advantage that you get when you do a inner sourcing is that the organizational vision is there the organization stake is there they kind of already follow the organizer policies and culture that is the only advantage that you have yeah that is that's only <coughs> theoretically that is the only advantage but unfortunately nothing happened in that in in our case like that that's the, uh, overall it was not that much a good experience like when we what went wrong i think it's it's kind of interesting to share that yeah. what kind of went i'm sure it has got to be something to do with interfaces and context but then let's correct, get correct, to correct. The, understand the details what, what went wrong in the sense like uh, basically that particular the, the the team who did that part was not quite aware of the entire ecosystem so the thing is like and second thing like uh not sure since this is an outsourcing happened within the uh organization or they uh, their thought was like since this this job was uh, they are doing as part of uh, the requirement or the uh, revenue opportunity of another product within the organization that much focus was not there with, and as a result what happened is they were not deployed right resources skilled resources into that project. See the the difference is like when we give a uh, when we have an outsourcing kind of thing for an external completely external partner, we would have much more focus or we would have much more say legal obligations also <laughs> with it. But 
but here what happened is you got my point right nishad i got it but just on a i mean fun or a side note right it gives us an illusion of which are better in control but i don't think we really do that good a job even if it's an external but it it's yeah. slightly better but not what should i say yeah. quantum's better yeah correct go ahead go ahead so yeah that, that, yeah that was the scenario because they were not deployed a right resource or skilled resource into that eventually what happens is like and that's another point that i i was listening to like when we give when we say outsourcing actually we should not involve in the review or those kind of things right that's what you're saying so there what happened is once once they deliver the entire stuff to us and when we start integrating with our things start breaking means uh, the, we were uh, and later we started reviewing their code the code part they have given to us and we found lot of issues and we had to send another uh, three or four sprints to correct the entire thing. that's the that kind of experience or or personally i have in in an outsourcing aspect very so, good i think yeah very good point yeah even even i want to make one point here so um the six months before and kumaran would have known we also outsourced one project mm-hmm. and our entire team are like good at flutter and when we are approaching the outsourcing company like um, they said no uh, for a flutter they don't currently don't have a expert and they do it in react native mm-hmm. and and we are also somewhat comfortable with react native and we agreed to it that project period could be should be 3 months then uh, project is not i mean not de- de- delivered up to the 6 months it has then they are they are coming back and saying that uh, we have estimated the uh, you, uh, the resources very i mean uh, the resource very less so please give me more money because we already spending more time so they were they were negotiating at the point of time then we said no because you agreed for 3 uh, months you should deliver it somehow they have delivered it and at the point of time after delivered till now we haven't used it so why i am saying it is that before giving the outsource please plan should have a vision whether whether it is very useful feature are you going to use it and right so if you are not using it then what is the point of even uh, we were we were spending two months of time for testing alone because that the project was complex like no so at the end of the day um, if, if if for a company it's okay they are spending and uh, uh, they don't uh, sometimes they don't care about the money but for uh, for my team employee like i put so much effort why they are not using it that kind of Uh, that feeling, feeling is yes. coming yeah that comes that feeling comes no like for for a, for, for employees like yes i think so, it's kind of also related to uh, nataraj's point right so uh, and and what venkat just said um one thing that happens in outsourcing right efficiencies in the system will come out very clearly mm-hmm. so nataraj in your case right like for example uh you were telling it's hard for they don't stretch beyond 8 hours now stretching beyond 8 hours means actually what something got missed in estimation and planning right mm-hmm. 
but if it's an internal employee they will take it but once you cross the boundary they will actually tell no you wanted 8 hours i am giving you 8 hours mm-hmm. okay so that is so or like for example venkets the other part i think it falls in governance actually right uh, what am i estimating how much am i willing to spend so if something i outsource is not that critical right mm-hmm. then there is a problem and i think i kind of miscommunicated something by telling nishan kind of should we review or not right mm-hmm. now um it's as so it's a part of planning right what am i going to outsource right uh, is it a fair deal for them also i need to think about that for it to work then third how do i integrate what comes back into my system i have to estimate for that also mm-hmm. we kind of tend to think once that finished component comes it will magically go and fit into my thing yes we think like that somehow we miss that point the i think this this thing comes from manufacturing right this is like this is you outsource some nuts and bolts they say these are standard parts and they will come and fit together unfortunately that does not happen with software <laughs> that doesn't happen with software even in ha- in hardware also they struggle but then here it gives an illusion that oh it's we can change it see in, in the hardware world no they make a part with 3 mm smaller di- at least if it's big they can make it small but if they have made it small you cannot make that part exactly bigger. that's why it means that's why the the rigor of those is is very well established right ah, so the you, interfaces yeah. or the specs giving out right will yes. be clear so i think basically that planning is about how am i going to integrate so nishant i think that part right i don't have to do a code check or a code review now i have to be very clear so nishant for example in your case right if i didn't give a coding standard to them and if i didn't convey to them then when i get outsource work i will not look at the code quality i will just look at whether it is functionally working or not now after they have come back and then said you know i want my data layer to be in this class i want the master to be in another class that didn't happen if i didn't give it as a part of the spec then i should not check for that that's a wrong review to do for the work yeah understood yeah. but there might uh, so i think what what kumar what you mentioned for the review was for the review of the employees right their, their performance itself as a product that, you still have to outcome you have to still review review of outcome. outcome so yes. once it finishes and comes right the what we agreed on i have to review that's yes. the key point yes right if i said i need three interfaces three api calls it will take this parameter and it will give out this that is what i should review i should not double click and then say is the query written properly is the code written properly that i cannot because that's not a part of contract but if i was so specific i should have said i need a query which will return in 2 seconds mm-hmm. i don't want to have inner joins in my sql query that you are writing i don't want to have a function more than 10 that should be a part of my contract if it is true then i can review but after the thing comes suddenly i cannot start reviewing things which are not a part of the contract then it is not right thing now now the here what happens in the real world is neither the people who are providing has that maturity nor <laughs> the ones who are consuming has that maturity and effectively at the end of the day it becomes a blame game right and it has not been neither they have accounted for it as in the providers have accounted for this governance and the consumers also have not 
governed it right and then it just becomes a gray area b- bad experience yeah, yeah. i i think so, if, if you were to if nishad you have a point you want to make on top yeah. of that yeah yeah just to add on what kumar uh, mentioned is like so uh, if you assume we are giving the development path to um, like four pillars initially i mentioned like if we give the development aspect to or the development path as an outsourcing thing and if we are clear that we are go- finally going to operationally uh, or handle the operational part then should we have a clear vision on how we are uh, whether this this operation aspect is aligned to our standard operational procedure and based on that thing uh, should we do a, a, a backward imaging or reverse engineering kind of thing like uh, we all uh, makes these all governance should be contractually agreed when we give that to development right otherwise the operational things would be a tougher job for us because it will be like an uh, apple and orange kind of things because uh, it, it will not align to the standard things that we are following definitely we may have to um, set up additional operational overheads or those kind of things for the outsourced thing if, if if it is not aligned to our expectations so yeah. the, my my doubt here is like uh, is it practically feasible like uh, or is it happening in the real world like when we give something to outsourcing should we share the assume if it is a product and if we are giving a part of the things for outsourcing uh, whether uh, from a contractual point of view is it uh, happening in the real world like we are giving the guideline the this is the design principle that we used to follow in the entire product or this is the operational aspect mm-hmm. this is the uh, or the java standard or the coding practices we are following i think it, all, all things are... in a in a very large uh, in large projects uh, in a not suboptimal manner they do that so basically after a project is over there is a knowledge transfer that happens that that outsourcing team then goes ahead trains their inner team we have done that so it's a part of the contract right i will do knowledge transfer i will do training for them so basically yeah. the provider company will go and train their internal it like this is how you have to operate it and do it so yes that is happening but in a suboptimal manner uh, because why i would say suboptimal is what happens is the there is a demarcation between the development and the operational pillar that's where devops i think we just see all these things are connected now we are just transitioning into it it's a it's become a devops discussion now right now the operations team is there you give it to some xyz they throw some junk at me now i have to do that now they are always cribbing and complaining why they can't do it so essentially it's interesting so even though the development pillar and the operations pillar are separate but if the development pillar has to take a action the operations pillar should be a part of that they are not actually cleanly isolated exactly. i i i think um, it is I, as as a sort of a summary to the discussion there's there's something of course we can continue this thing in the future yeah. episodes also one thing which i realized is that there is a lack of maturity in defining how to do outsourcing in in the enterprise it world there is and it's not that the uh, there there are of course unique challenges which uh, which software throws at them right which is the whole flexibility itself makes it uh, difficult to define things right but there is what needs to happen for 
for better outsourcing is we need to learn from other established industries how they have achieved that right for example outsourcing is very common in construction industry right mm. a building a building is built by so many contractors put together it's not just one contractor doing everything right and still uh, and and there are multiple levels yeah. of outsourcing right yes. so for yeah. for yeah, electrical uh, yes. thing is outsourced now the electrical guy will outsource it to one wiring guy one <laughs> transformer guy like that so there are exactly. multiple levels of outsourcing that happens and it's yeah. a, and it works right it so, works very well right. yeah correct so, so i think that's where the the inspiration should lie right you need to learn from how outsourcing actually happens in these other industries right that's that is what should drive the maturity in the software and enterprise it industry is how do how do how does construction industry work with outsourcing let us learn from that right how do they define contracts right how do we make sure that this is at the same level of uh, definition right which which makes these contracts possible right of course con construction industry has been around for hundreds of years right so it, they did know how, it is it has evolved right and maybe the software industry is 50 50 plus years old right at least at that scale right so i think that is where uh, the maturity has to come from how do we define these interfaces how do we understand contracting how, how do we understand what is an outcome what is the product right where, where is this how can you evaluate the service right because there is so much uh, gray areas right like what nishan just mentioned should i review uh, the code should i put it in the contract that how the layer should be defined answer is yes to all of them right because if you want to reach where you are able to trust the outcome of a, another entity right which is could be a person or could be a company you need to be able to define that very very well right and it could mean that if you if you value that whole structure you need to define the structure give it to them says this is a structure we want it in only then we will accept your outcome right that's that's sort of my conclusion any anything you want last words you want to add tomorrow no i think it's good i think we probably will have to do some three two three more episodes to get delve into different aspects yeah, yeah, yeah. so so um, uh, i'll tell you one thing that the construction industry you are talking about yes this is a very good example but the construction industry itself no it is evolved from not hundreds of years it's the thousands of years because everyone <laughs> see from from the cave we have started constructing it is it is, it is evolving it is evolving yeah. from that so yes so like it might take some time yes we need to learn it from that yes yes that's a good point yeah. thank you <laughs> good point good point so thank yeah. you venkat uh thank yes. you raja thank you nataraj nishan kumaran of course uh we hope you are interested in the content which you are listening and seeing on our channel uh please keep coming back give us your comments and uh we are on linkedin facebook uh, your choice where you want to give us your feedback on YouTube. Uh, we'll be happy to listen to you. Keep subscribing and keep coming back. Thank you.